0: All right. Feeling good? Feeling very good. All right. The podcast started. It's not again. Not yes, this again. Yes, <laughs> it started already. Gotcha. I love it. This is unsettling. I don't like it. Settle in, baby, because this is the new format. All right. This is new format. I honestly camera still angles. can't tell. Are we going? Is this yeah, happening? we're going. <laughs> this is episode 161, movie podcast number 3845. Accurate. Uh, you right, well, you as that accurate early? as George has been with, right? <laughs> <laughs> with the numbering. <laughs> yeah. My, I just say numbers and just hope for the best. Uh, Julia's eyes this week for movie book club. That's my pick. I'm very, very excited to talk about the one because for me, I've got a bit of a tail with that one. So interesting. Uh, a little bit of a tease for later on in the episode. Plus we got some news this week, Benny, you're going to be filling us in later. Lee one has got some stuff cooking. we got some HBO news. Can't believe this has kind of been a bit of a sort of wasteland the past god what quarter of the year.
1: Not surprisingly though. Consider.
0: Um very variants. understandably.
1: Mm.
0: We've got a question of the week. But let's catch up on everyone's been watching. Just quickly before we get into movies, I was just saying to you, Connor, before how much
1: tenant was getting pushed on the UFC. Oh my god. They were a main sponsor. It was, I mean, they I guess they've done that a couple of times with different movies, but I think it felt really like poignant right now. Cause you're like, you just, you barely see any advertising for movies out there. It's just not, not as, as frequent anymore. Just so to have something like thrown in your face like that, you're like, I should go watch tenant. Not sure why, but I should probably catch it. It was that. very
0: integrated in the marketing. Like no, it was, was turning up again and again and again. So, Hey, let's see if tenant comes out later, but what, what do you feel has been watching this week? Cause I haven't watched a single thing. I'm uh-huh. watching a lot of Lindsay Ellis actually on YouTube. Yeah. She's really good, really good stuff. Death of the Author. I think her two videos on that mm. about J.K. Rowling. You know, as a Harry Potter fan, um, there's some really interesting layers to the, some of the arguments she brings forward. Mm. But I've just kind of been YouTube in this week. No real. No, I'm, I'm really <laughs> loving looking at you guys this
1: way. I feel like I feel like finally. I this made is nice. It. Yeah. I what it. about you, Benny?
2: Um. So I. Actually, I haven't been watching too much either. I've been reading a lot. No, you haven't. Whoa. No, you haven't. I have. Wait. Reading what? Like words? <laughs> Co- comic books count. They're, okay, they're okay. covered in words and dialogue. They all count. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've actually been <laughs> plowing my way through DC's Injustice, um, which you guys might know as the tie-in comic to the, the video game of the same name, yeah. wherein Superman uh, basically takes over the world. Um, it is, uh, it's really, really dumb, really dumb, uh, really thin justifications for why most of the superheroes kind of fall in line with Superman's idea of a, just a fascist world. Um, but if you can go along with that and kind of pause your idea of who these characters are and what they stand for and whether or not they'd be doing any of this and just take it as this kind of alternate reality Elseworlds, what if storyline, wherein Superman is just a very different character. Um, if you take it as that, it's it's pretty readable and fun. And I actually just got onto year three today, um, and th- this I'm genuinely really enjoying. Year three? Year three of the storyline, Injustice. They're going year by year. Right. Um, it's like a five-year storyline, and okay. then I think they moved on to Injustice 2, the video game came so out as well. So each
0: year is kind of like a graphic novel installment or that uh, sort of...
2: I'm, I'm reading the, the, the trades, but I'm sure they did release it that gotcha. way at some point. But um, yeah, it, it's really interesting because uh, year two focused really heavily on the Green Lantern Corps and their involvement in the situation. Um, year three, though, is all about um, the, the DC's kind of magical characters and how they're dealing with this situation. Kind of, um, you know, Swamp Thing and John Constantine and uh, all these other characters who I'm Actually, really interested in, and I think I'm kind of just figuring out myself that this is probably the part of the DC universe that, that interests me most. And you know, Justice League Dark and all that stuff. Mm. Um, and and this part of the story, now that I've gotten over some of the the thin justifications for other stuff, I, I'm, I'm really liking. Um, but we're not here to talk about comic books, even though 90% of the movies we talk or about are based comic on book comic books. I yeah. think
0: we can talk about whatever in this little part because I'm honestly, other than movie book club, I'm not actually watching that many things for mm. some reason but mm. you know what's interesting about what you're saying is what i'm interested in is the kids growing up now mm-hmm. you know through this the whole thing that's happening this year and all this sort of sh- this massive shift we're seeing really accelerated what kind of comics or interpretations are they going to be bringing forward in 20 30 years time because that's what's so interesting about all of these different interpretations superman taking over the world you know we're flipping that character on its head. Mm. You know, what kind of things are people going to be playing with in years to come and the sophisticated ideas? Yeah. Mm. I mean, the, I ca- think- the
2: canon of these characters is always evolving and changing slightly, very slowly. Um, it's like the, 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 Marvel universe is on sort of a, a weird a distended timeline wherein I think everything that's happened in the last like 70 years of Marvel comics or 50 years or something happens over about 13 years in continuity in the comic. Right um, And you just have to kind of accept that The the comics are always set in the present mm. Whenever that is Even though time is passing very differently in them um, but, but things do kind of change and get added Like for instance something that As older fans who don't keep up with comics necessarily We might not know Like Batman and Superman both have sons Who are like very canon now They're like generally around 13 years old um, And are just kind of major characters in the comics as well And I... So I get what you're saying, like 30 years from now, what, what is that stuff going to be? Is Superman going to be Clark Kent? Is is Bruce Wayne going to be Batman still? But even just like what what
0: issues or what what sort of the nuance of the, just the, you know, like everyone's influenced by their surroundings, right? That's why we see these themes come through or mm. generational changes or little waves of, hey, this school of thought was coming through at this present time, punk in the 70s or 60s mm. in the UK. That was sort of like... Thing of that, so yeah, I'm curious to see. You know, it's a very nuanced conversation that we're having now, um, and it, uh, and it seems to be that you know that'll seep its way into the next generation mm. even more. Um, let's see, let's see, you know, stay tuned 20 years. <laughs> yeah, we'll check I, back I, I guess
1: my concern is that like things are moving so quickly that it'll be interesting to see how the literature catches up, right? Because, I mean. You look at like in the last more has happened in the last like two centuries than the last like you know two millennia totally right like yeah that's obviously a bit of hyperbole there but like
2: i and to be fair batman comics from two centuries ago are really are boring really different. You know, but, so yeah. Emily, there was
0: there was like more people on earth in the past like 20 or 50 years than there were ever before you know like things are accelerating on every single mm. metric um including Exactly what you just said. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see
1: how the literature catches up and, like, you know, there there, there are certain genres that hold light to um, kind of current situations a little bit more um, obviously than others, like, you know, kind of horror and sci-fi and some of the more kind of hyperbolic genres always tend to um, uh, exhibit those kinds of, like, cultural... Totally. Um, Reflection of, of the, time. the time, yeah. So, um, watch sci-fi for the next couple of years; that'll be probably fairly interesting. Yeah. Comic,
2: comic books are always really interested in tackling kind of the issues of the day in the in a way that their adaptations really aren't. So, kind of along the vein of what you're saying, be interesting to see if these massive populist vehicles like the MCU ever actually get to the point where, you know, like in comics now, they're introducing like a lot of trans and non-binary characters yep. and stuff, and bringing in creators to kind of usher those in whereas the movies are still lagging really far behind in in terms of representation. Don't you think that's because of the model? Like,
0: the model of movie theatres is, like, mass audience. So we want to Mm. offend the least amount of people.
1: Mm. Like, the the more people in the cinema, the better.
0: Mm. Well, and and I mean, it's a
1: numbers game for a lot of them. It's, you know, you want your main character or your set of characters to... You want people to say, that's me, or have some kind of association with that, or that's some kind of in-group. And there's... I don't think it's a particularly good argument, but there is an argument to be made that, you know, from a marketing perspective, you want to hit the most amount of people. And, you know, a lot of these groups that are underrepresented are underrepresented because they're, you know, less than a certain percent of the population. Um,
2: it's definitely way safer than it should be, though, from a marketing standpoint. So, like, way the most, safer, what's, yeah. What's, like, the most groundbreaking thing the MCU has done? It's, like, 20 movies in, they made a, a movie starring a woman.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, and, and I mean, to be fair that this is what and this is why i say it's not really a great argument is because people want one of those movies like 15 movies ago like Mm. the amount of people that wanted a um black widow Widow movie and 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 you know for the people that think that that you couldn't have made a good black widow movie bullshit number one they're doing it now whether it'll be good or not is 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 a hard sell (laughs) yeah but I mean, you can make a good movie out of just about anything if you've got like good writers and good directors and stuff like that. It's mm. you know, the, the you know, the material's there and all that. So
2: yeah. And they always get financially rewarded for pushing these boundaries. Black Panther, Captain Marvel,
0: yeah. like and, and boundaries. Also I'm not saying the, they're the pushing boundaries necessarily. But <laughs> a black for, man on the screen. For them. You know. Yeah. The yeah. investment for a uh you know, mm. a comic book is much less than so Although we, know, said we that, we can target different mm-hmm. niches a little more effectively <clears throat> with that medium. And market
2: test ideas yeah. and, and characters.
1: But uh, I, I don't envy anyone that has to make those kind of decisions because I reckon in Hollywood there's such a fine line between, you know, including diversity and creating good characters and then tokenism. And, mm-hmm. like, it's just this kind of really fine balancing act. And I, well, that's I kind of bristle when I see tokenism. I'm like, oh, this is like you, you're, you're checking a box and you're thinking that this is the most interesting thing about this character. Let's get an Asian person there in there. All right, what's that character? Oh, they're Asian. Let's not like that that's a terrible way to define a character. Or let's have a certain amount of women or let's have like a certain amount of minorities in a character. Like these people that shouldn't be what's interesting about the characters. Pretty
2: easy generally to tell the difference though. And yeah. I think people do see through it.
1: Yeah, I, I think some I think some people. But there's a level of cynicism
2: like that a lot of people have that's like, oh Black
0: Panther. They're just, they're, you know, they're just, they're, they're, <laughs> they're trying to forward. hit the diversity card. Yeah. And it's like, like well, we need that. Like there's a real case of, we need to see, we need to have conversations about different cultures. And different that was an people. awesome movie. Like that was an awesome 100%. story. And like the more we can do it and without getting to that tokenism mm. thing, um, that, that's where we need to be. And that's, it's a very, where it's a is It's tough that? one. I, I think, that? yeah. But you know, like what's interesting. Write about, good characters. Again, actually,
1: that, I, I will say that just write good characters. And then, and then let let the characters, and, and,
0: but let people from different cultures yeah. and different backgrounds tell their story, yeah. and those those different conversations will come through those characters. Yeah. If the same people are telling the same stories, that's where we get to mm. where everyone's fucking like when we we're watching adaptation. I was like, wow, every there's fucking every everyone's white mm. in this, you know, and it's like it feels from a different era. But what I was what I was going to say is um, that Lindsay Ellis podcast. Um, Sorry, that Lindsay Ellis episode where she's talking about um, Dumbledore and how he's, she said, after the fact, um, he's gay. Mm. And I've always been one of those people that's like, that's a really good thing. But then she said, you know, like, but he's not in the text. Like, if she was dead, like, she's doing all this work after the fact. Mm. You're, You're like, it's not in the text. Like, so she's sort of reverse engineering this thing to appear almost like virtue signal, signaling without actually committing it to ink. Mm, getting all these points, even though that's interesting. it's literally
2: not in the story. It's literally not in the yeah. story. Mm. It's
0: not referenced in the story, but it's like, oh, here's this detail that appeals and is like part of this You're new so way brave, of JK. You're so
1: brave putting so your neck like,
0: out on Twitter oh, like that. <laughs> I'm looking at it in such a different way now. Mm.
1: That's it. I mean, that's interesting. Cause like it, on the one hand, I, 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 I still do like that as a, as a kind of thing of, he's never given any kind of sexuality that I can speak of in, in the text, right? Like he's never said that he's gay or straight. It's just kind of, he, he's Dumbledore, right? And, um, and that's, and that's kind of always how I th- thought about him, but I do kind of like that idea of saying, well, why does he have, to, like, if, 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 if there's nothing there to point one way or the another, what's wrong with her saying that he's gay? I mean, it, it it kind of makes the, it it allows for a certain amount of normacy, I suppose, of like just if you know the, you don't just assume perhaps that he's straight. I mean, it'd probably be a safe bet, but like, it's not it's not a given.
0: But could you have like a, some little reference to it,
1: mm. which I think that they will do in, or that was their plan to do in the later on um, Fantastic Beast movie, which, which is um, a load of crock, uh, a load world. of croc. Like, well, You just hate yeah. those movies. The fact
0: ah. to the matter is, she said it after she published the seventh book so that was that series was committed to tape and then that was said Mm. so that's for me where the problem lies like now okay yeah we did double door that's a fantastic piece okay when did the last harry potter come out 2007 a while back Mm. i don't know it's just an interesting Yeah. yeah um argument that she brought forward and I seem to be like really sort of like, wow, okay, I'm questioning a lot of things about how I
2: thought about that. Mm. Lindsay Ellis is really good at stoking your brain flames. She's clever. Mm. She's cool. Um, Yeah, so what we've been watching, huh? (laughs) I like this. this. Just to dial it back (laughs) a bit, just reading through Injustice, um, and I've said this several times, but it just makes me really mourn uh, for the DC universe, we never got, and probably never can get, because you can't actually capture. Like, I don't think Aquaman. the MCU has actually done this either. But that one you loved last year, yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs> like the things are great, sir. No, <laughs> no. got The Snyder Cut coming. I'm through. not talking about individual movies. I'm talking about a universe. Because what what right. the comics do, which really do not does not get captured at all. and I don't think the MCU does it really either. Is just actually have all of these characters coexisting with each other properly, like. The MCU is obviously the closest we've ever gotten and probably ever will get. But um, just reading the comics and watching even some of the animated versions of just seeing like this Justice League in action, I'm like, man, I wish we could get that. Is there... In a like, better world.
0: You know, is there a TV series here where it's not like that's CW crap, but we're getting, you know, a bit more of a
2: sophisticated...
1: You're just asking for a better version of the CW? Yep. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, we already had it. It was Bruce Tim and Paul Dini's Justice League Unlimited animated universe.
0: Yeah, but, like, with real... <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, no, no.
2: None of this
1: crap animation. Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. Um, watch I um I did watch a movie as well last night, one I've been very eagerly anticipating, um, Osgood Perkins' third feature, Gretel and Hansel. Oh. Um, on the OLED? On on the big TV, on the big fancy TV. That
0: was, that was a good quality one, wasn't
2: it? That was a 4K. It's very nice. Mm. It, was it was gorgeous. Looking good. Um, and... It, uh, it did not disappoint. Obviously, I'm a massive fan of this guy. And uh, I'll happily admit, probably very biased towards wanting to like his movies. Um, the previous two being The Black Coat's Daughter and I Am The Pretty Thing That Live In The House, two of my absolute favorites. Um, and and this third one, I think, was a little more conventional maybe by um, like Hollywood standards. It felt more like a. it is his widest release easily. Um, it felt more like something that could appeal to to audiences. But um only by his standards, because it's still very, I could imagine be it being off-putting to audiences yeah. all over. Um uh, I absolutely loved it though. Unbelievably beautiful, really creepy. Uh, I I love this guy.
0: Yeah, I'm keen for that one, man. Mm. Really keen for that one. So you see similar kind of ballpark to what he's been doing with the
2: other stuff? Um, so it's really weird because it feels at once very stylistically. Of him, But I feel like all three of his movies are all really different in right. significant ways as well. Does um, this
0: one kind of push them all apart a little bit more? You know, like when you just had the other two comparing them, it's like, oh, he's kind of this. And then you, that other one gets thrown in the mix. And it's like, oh, wow, these three are quite separate from each other. I, 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 sometimes I find that with bands or hmm. um, like, oh, here's this half of the films and this half of their discography. Yeah, or well, their this, one, this one mm-hmm. does
2: feel very different to the first two, which I feel, feel different to each other because... Those on the production side had a lot of similar people involved. They were created very close to each other time-wise, um, whereas this is a whole new thing for him. I think shooting in a different country, even even, um, and it just makes me so much more excited to see his career going on from here. He's got an, another one coming out next year, so that's great. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. Mm.
1: Happy days. You guys been watching anything else? My turn. Um, I chucked this on actually a couple of weeks ago, but I've consistently forgotten to talk to you guys about it, which is It Comes at Night. Oh. um, Which is one that you were a massive fan of, Ben, Mm -hmm. I think. for, um, And the reason I remember that is because it's one of the reasons, apparently, that you didn't like um, Quiet Place, is that you felt like it was like a cut rate um, It Comes at Night. Um, I got to say, I... I, 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 for that comment, I, I kind of disagree because I, I feel as though this movie deals with some drastically different themes and different aspects mm. of you know a post um, post apocalyptic world, COVID world, or uh, <laughs> apocalyptic. Yeah, one of the COVID
2: nineteen. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And I, I've I fucking love this film though. Like it's That's I think incredible, that isn't it? Just the in all honesty, just the the analogy that it is drawing or or just the the kind of exploration of that paranoia and what what are you willing to do and the kind of zero-sum game that that can that can lead to um I think is is honestly it's so well executed and the trust um, the trust for your fellow man yeah and and it's it's kind of one of those it's it's like that what is it the game theory of of where like if you if you um you want to take something but they leave it then you get it if you let them have it and they take it they get it but if you both go for it you both mm-hmm. lose it feels very much like that just kind of stripped down to very primal basic kind of um bare bones type thing and it's and 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 just again like the the kind of the tenuous you know string that is the the culture of the society that keeps us together like if it, it won't take that much to just snap it and have everything go to shit. So I fucking, I, I loved that film. I thought that was really, I,
0: would, I wonder, have you seen it before? No, this
1: is my first viewing.
0: I wonder how I would take it seeing it post COVID. Cause I think it's weird. There's such a fundamental paradigm shift <clears throat> in this, the way our generation will think like we're going to be 80 and we're going to start talking about COVID and shit. And these kids are going to be like, don't shake his hand. What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's going to be one of those types of things. COVID's really hitting you hard.
2: huh? I (laughs) was going to say, if this is
1: like the, the, the generation defining thing. um, And I mean, it's probably not, well, for, for a lot of people, it's going to be really bad, but. You know, I've been incredibly lucky in this. So I'm kind mm-hmm. of like, I mean, like, oh, I'll read the benefits, of course. Like when I tell my grandkids. some horrible
0: stuff about some posts. You know, like some stuff that stays with you for months afterwards, maybe even permanent. So that's fucking scary.
1: Oh, if you actually get it, yeah. Oh, yeah. You it's, don't it's, want to it's, get it's, COVID. No, 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 no. There's
2: enough COVID podcasts out there. Yeah, sorry. Boys. Is it really? <laughs> We're going to get <laughs> time. Of course. There's so many. Oh, yeah, makes sense. A lot of
1: really interesting ones too. Um. Anyway, so yeah, it comes at night. Um. The other one I Great watched choice. was uh, The Old Guard with Charlize Theron Mm. you just mentioned that you want to watch it this movie's bad (laughs) it's real bad Damn. Um, interesting concept (laughs) how did Um, you watch this Netflix oh it's a Netflix release yeah Um, makes sense I just what's the general premise here so Mm. the premise is that there's a, a bunch of warriors that are more or less immortal Um, and it's kind of in modern times and some of them fought in the crusades and some of them were older than that. And, um, and all you need to know is that they go into battle with assault rifles and swords. And I mean,
2: if you think that's uh, enough to turn me off something, you clearly weren't listening when I said I was just reading injustice <laughs> for the past 3 days.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I don't even know how to like really encapsulate this film because it feels weird to criticize I guess the realism or the like how real a film feels when it's about immortal people. But I think that there is a fine line between like I'll give you a really stark example. The, there's a scene where a bunch of people just unload, like just with with, sh- with um, you know assault rifles. They just you know they yeah. Really glad that there. I finished off that, didn't you? <laughs> um, and the, there's there's a shot of like all the casings, you know, dr- you know when like people reload and like yeah. casings. The, but,
0: cl- the classic Matrix shot.
1: But it's a bunch of unfired rounds that drop onto the ground, like with the bullets clearly still in them. And then, like, a magazine that drops with them. And I'm like, how do you think... Like, this? it just seems like such a textbook thing to get wrong in an action film. Like, painfully obvious. Like, things like that just set me off on the wrong... I know.
2: I could just see you sitting there being like,
0: does not compute. <laughs> but I mean, okay. I was It was just... funny. I think across different timelines, those, you can get away with certain things. Like maybe in the 1950s, you could get away with it not technical. Like you look at the amount of work that goes into like John Wick with how much these guys train. Like the reality, everyone's a lot more conscious mm. of the reality now. Completely mm. ridiculous so film. Maybe 20 years ago would have been yeah. cool. But yeah. now... Your expectation, your knowledge, like it's not satisfying you right now. Yeah,
1: and I mean, like when you have something like John Wick, which is, as a premise, again, fucking absurd. It, it's, it's not that like they they still take the time to make it feel tactile. They still make take the time to make it feel real, or as though it could be real, even though it's fantastical and absurd and all those kinds of things. Um, And then, and then this one just it just it didn't do that. Like there was just. There's like, you know, when you see a sword awful. that bends like oh, mid, yeah, yeah. mid like shot and you're like, oh, this is just like, go. kill me now. Um, credit where credit is due. It's called fencing. Yeah, <laughs> Credit where credit, credit uh, Charlie Theron is uh, pretty cool in this. Um, in fact, I'd say most of the actors do a pretty decent job. There are some pretty like stiff dialogue lines and, and very by the books. um Uh, you know, kind of storytelling in general Um, for the people that I I looked at some comments um, about it afterwards. The people think that this is John Wick level action. I mean, you got to get out there and see more movies. Like this is, this is, you got to get out of there and see John Wick. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, what are you talking about? Like John Wick is on such a, a a different par than this movie. Um, The movie does kind of dip into what we were just talking about that. Like, I think it's dangerously close to that kind of tokenism. Um, in in certain aspects, um, not enough to like hate the movie or anything like that, but it just it kind of does dip in that area where you're like, ooh, that's close, um, but yeah, ultimately, I, I I really hesitate recommending this movie to anyone. If you if you like those really kind of B grade or not horror uh, B grade um action films that Netflix seems to be putting out like a couple times a year this this would probably be that that would create or that would satisfy that itch essentially but if you're looking at anything more than that stay away
2: if you're looking at something that i think must be better than at least how you're describing this one i'm surprised you didn't check out extraction the um Cretaceous i don't know why one.
1: i haven't done that either like it's mm. every time i see it and i'm like I should watch that, That's and then a better I better like,
2: version of this one. Yeah, much more of a, a man's film, Connor. It doesn't have a woman in the lead. <laughs> <It does. laughs> <laughs> you like it a lot more. <laughs> they load yeah, magazines no. properly in this.
1: But I mean, like, I watched. What was that other Chris one?
0: Chris Hemsworth did three weeks of it, training on it.
1: Oh, it reminded me a lot of um, what was that? A uh, um, uh, the Ryan Reynolds one, uh, uh, Underground Six. Oh, six yeah, underground? Six Underground, which is which.
0: Oh, that was fucked
1: a completely absurd movie. And like, it's, it's terrible. Like again, if I that's watched the, the first co-
0: half an hour of that I lost my mind. Yeah. So it's, it's like <laughs> that. I, <they laughs> it's like that. Okay. That's so, horrid.
1: And there were, there were aspects of that film that I did enjoy yeah, while yeah. watching it's it. It's a music video.
0: Fuck Exa- yeah. Awesome. Three yeah. Three minutes of my life.
1: Great. But overall, <laughs> and they touched on, The problem much, with old guard too is too they much. touched on some concepts that were actually pretty cool. And I was mm. like, Ooh, this is like, this could be explored. This could be interesting. And they had an awesome uh, monologue from, um, I always mess up his name. Chiwetel, um, no, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Ch- Ejiofor, is that how you? No, is that Ejiofor. Ejiofor. Ejiofor, is that actually yeah, how yeah, you say his name? Chiwetel Ejiofor. You've said it like different three times. He, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The, he, it's got some like uh good monologues from him, some good performances from Charlie's Theron, and and but yeah, ultimately just very very like subpar yeah. film. Anything else, fellas, or should we get into this
2: news? Um, I've only heard pretty much good things about that movie, so I'm going to have to check it out. And That's why was back, so I weirded out. Like, I looked mm. at
1: the the um, Rotten Tomatoes comments and like, all oh, like on the reviews, and everyone's like raving about it. Like, you know, people were on Twitter were being like, "This is the best movie ever since John Wick." And I was like, "Did I just watch a completely different film?"
2: I think I think for you, Extraction at least won't disappoint in the action front. Yeah, like and I look, can't promise anything beyond that.
1: This this movie, there are action scenes in it that are pretty cool. Like I, I, don't want to take away from it, but I think I'm like it, it was when people started comparing it to John Wick. I was like, okay, this is <laughs> silliness. Right, like, so you had an axe to grind. <laughs> <laughs> are you talking yeah. about Bob <laughs> I mean, I, I get again, like I think, I, again, I think I got off to the wrong, wrong on the, <laughs> off on the wrong <laughs> foot with this film with that like bullet thing, because then like all the like things that made this film feel not tactile, not real, not like at least set in this world. Mm. Um just, they just stood out that much that much longer. And then when when you're wielding an axe where everyone is firing AKs, like at some point you're kind of like, okay, let's just
2: That doesn't bother me at Sounds all. That's cool. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um I, I, I maintain though, just talking about like all those little details, I, I say this and I think it probably applies to you, although I think you're maybe a little more detail orientated than the average viewer. Um, is that if you're really focusing on that stuff and that's what's really grinding your gears, then something else about the movie really fundamentally isn't working. Mm. Like, there's something behind that. that, Yeah. Like, if the movie was good otherwise,
1: you wouldn't be like, oh. there are
2: bullets in those yeah, shells. Yeah.
1: If this is, like, I mean, if you're going to do a stock standard action film in terms of plot, you had better be bringing your A-game with it, other things, right? Which is why this movie is kind of disappointing because it is a really stock standard mm action film plot and they don't really do anything That's else horrible yeah. i um
2: i also watched federico fellini's la strada on the big screen do we want to talk about that for 45 minutes or oh
0: I, i've got a fellini i was actually going through my blu-rays because i've got these big put all the blu-rays in these that makes me sad yeah um and uh i've got eight and a half which i've never seen before so i to check Ooh,
1: that what, out. what are the eight and a half
0: um the <laughs> I, I, should, do we need to talk about Will Smith as well In the news this week
2: And Smash Bros um, the, 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 Wait what? Definitely not Smash Bros But what? Um, Will, Will Jada Will Will? It's
1: the most trending thing on Facebook We definitely do not need to talk about that
2: <laughs> the, the the biggest movie star in the world from our youth is a cuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a headline, dude um, No, we don't
0: no, need we don't to, talk. Are we, we we putting that <laughs> in the are Genuinely the do not need
2: to <laughs> uh, Whatever they want to do with their relationship is cool I haven't looked yeah, into it cool. too much I thought it, was, I thought it was really interesting that they like Just had their own private little yeah. conversation a Video about it and released that That's a cool way to address like, things
1: I think, unnecessary like, perhaps, I think
0: it was like putting light on like, Shit gets complicated in life mm. and um, I don't need Will Hollywood, Smith Hollywood Jada to tell me
1: that squeaky
0: clean and, like, everyone thinks there's the perfect life out there. But, you know, yeah. everyone has their own path and whatnot.
2: So yeah, I mean, and I you thought can, it was you can take a look at the the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation case going on right now if you, oh. want, if you want to follow that too. Actually, We're not don't. getting into any of this. Don't. At all. It's unpleasant. No more bringing up random shit you've been reading about on the news, George. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, That's pl- enough from
2: you. It's all
0: your fault. You tell me these things and then I go on these rampages. <laughs> Did you <laughs> stick to
2: the script? Yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: We've got some movie things now yes
1: Actual it's gonna sound things. so much less interesting now I know. <laughs> that we're
2: talking about that um so first up you mentioned this um on the the best of the year so far episode we just did go check that out everyone top five yep. um and i i hadn't heard at that point but lee winnell is in final negotiations to direct universal's wolfman as a uh, blumhouse joins the project as a producer so um so first up like you
0: called me a liar on the last episode. I didn't call you um, a liar. We I just you take it back. I just take it
2: I just like, insinuated you <laughs> might <right>. be wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. If we're being fair, <laughs> well, it wouldn't it it have been the good. first time that you just talk absolute shit. what was you the most know, expensive gotta, movie ever made? You gotta believe me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta believe me. You gotta trust <laughs> no. him. You gotta trust him. <laughs> Law of averages say I shouldn't. Anyway, I
2: think this kind of cuts both ways. Um, Blumhouse coming on, obviously, after the success of The Invisible Man. I think that's really, really cool, really fantastic. I was kind of hoping that what they'd be doing with these things is bringing in a different, new, interesting voice for each one. They announced that they've got Karen Kusama on for um, Dracula, um, which I think is such a cool choice. And Lee Winnell was amazing on The Invisible Man. Um, and I, I'm sure he'll do a great job with this, and I'm probably going to retract all of this when it happens. But I like the idea of having, you know, all these iconic properties with maybe soon to be iconic different directors on them as well.
1: I mean, that would, that's a really cool vision, and I, I, I quite like that. Mm. Um, if they're not going to go for some level of continuity, then I don't really see a strong reason as to why they would require the same director or the same kind of feeling. And I mean, if he's got a vision, though. You well, know, and that's yes, what I was going to say but Invisible Man,
2: like that was a huge step forward And quite possibly, but just quickly um, The the site that broke this, I can't remember who it was But they they mentioned that their sources said that Lee Winnell wasn't really sold on the project um, And they somehow convinced him to come in Ryan Gosling starring might be a part okay. of that And I'm like, yes, that's that. less exciting for me Because obviously yeah. The Invisible Man is something that he got done That he had an idea for well, um, yeah, and and that's the thing is like we can go on all these
0: like preconceived ideas like I'd love to have a director for each one. I would love a director to do them all. Like we have everything neat and tidy, but if he's not into the project, that's what I want to know. Mm. Like is he is he signing up and he's like pumped for Wolfman, or well, to hear that is is kind disheartening.
2: But the fact that he's jumping on Throwing means the towel. maybe they the just, towel. We're done. He just done didn't here. have the information that apparently this is going to be amazing, and now he does. So
0: well, how the fuck does that work? Isn't he
2: writing the script or not? No, the no. script is being written by Jason Blum's wife, I believe, and another okay.
1: another co writer. Okay, all right, I'm back on board, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <woo. laughs> um, I just, uh, yeah, I I don't hold. I, I would love this universe or these set of movies to like be really good. I'm not gonna hold my breath. I the more I think about it, the more I was kind of like silently hoping that they were gonna get that um, Universal Monsters m- movie off. Um, off the ground. and
2: I would have loved like if the they had stuck universe. with
1: it. Yeah. I, I would have, I kind of secretly was like, I don't care if the first three are, are pretty average, just <laughs> keep at it. And Yeah.
2: Not many people considered those movies average though.
1: Well, I mean, they weren't.
0: No, I'm a lot happier with Invisible Man and hopefully this Wolfman's good. Mm. But yeah, you know, like it's, untested but that's, a hard, waters. Uh, that's
1: a harder sell. If I think about it, because if you have a, a shared universe, you can have, the full spectrum, like some that are really good, some that are pretty average, some that are terrible. And like together they create this kind of shared awesome thing. Yeah. They do enhance Whereas each other. the way that they're doing it now, which is they're all separate, they are going to kind of be measured or separately, or they're going to be on their own merits. If
2: Thor was a one and done movie connected to nothing else, no one would ever mention it again. It
1: would be the most average
0: nothing movie ever. It depends on how they build up the overall brand. If they don't, if yeah. they don't bring that really forefront, mm. then yeah, each one's judged on their merits. But if they keep punching that through, keep going on about a year after year, release after release, the whole stock
1: goes up and down. And and people so, do you think like, it's just a brand, or do you think that there needs to be some kind of connective tissue between them? Connective tissue, maybe in feel, but I don't
0: necessarily. I don't but know. Exa- if we need I want to the see, exact opposite of that.
1: I don't necessarily know if we if we get
0: like put it this way, like maybe mm. like scope. Maybe I should call it scope. Like we're not going to get like a size mummy kind of thing. We're going to get more like an invisible man. Like Mm. Wolfman won't be like the Antonio Banderas one. or (laughs) Antonio Banderas. Who was that? No, that's Benicio Del Toro, wasn't it? Jesus.
2: (laughs) Um, It's been a while, George. Yeah, fuck. Um,
0: It's not going to be like that.
2: You meant to say Antonio Hopkins, who was also in that film. (laughs) I love Antonio Hopkins. Yeah, that movie um, sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um okay, no. I I would be concerned at this point after Invisible Man was such a success critically with audiences, commercially that I get the Universal. Vibe, the know? Universal would come in here and be like, "Now you just got to put in a little reference to Invisible Man in there, just just so they know that these are the same thing." And then yeah. also just like a little hint towards Dracula at yeah. the end.
1: Well, they kind of left this one off. Like I know they say that it's going to be one or. A- its own thing, but they kind of left it off as though it could be.
2: And I'm not, I'm not saying that's necessarily the worst thing. I would be interested potentially down the line of these things coming together. I mean, that's how the universal monsters started back in the day. Mm. Um, but I just don't want it to be forced on them by a studio. It feels like yeah. the invisible man was really a product of artists who were just trying to make a good movie with a small budget and it really, really paid off. Just keep doing that. Just stick to the lesson. I feel like universal got it right once after so many failed starts, just stick to knowing what works. Mm.
0: Who did? Who's been doing the Conjurers? Is that Universal as well?
1: Uh, I'm not know. sure. I can't even my head. remember.
2: Mm. Lionsgate.
1: I was going to say Paramount for some reason.
2: Disney. It's all Disney. <laughs> Shows how much we know. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> now. We've just lost our podcast.
0: Get card. back to Will Smiths and cock. <laughs> 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 I'm
2: an expert in that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's. Right. Silence, Sorry about that again silence, I, I have to apologise
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Story 2 We'll right. find out uh, it's yeah, like this got weird weird. Um, So next up HBO Max is developing a TV spin-off Of The Batman that will be produced by Matt Reeves And written by Terrence Winter The creator of Boardwalk Empire The series will be centred around the Gotham City Police Department And kind of focus on uh, Just Gotham and all it's corruption Sorry I, I did that right. too
1: soon now that you're done. <laughs> <Cool>. Um
2: <Fuck. laughs> how I,
1: insightful, man. Like I, that's a revolutionary. Like, I just think that's shit. a really
2: boring take to have <laughs> yeah. on something that we know <laughs> so little about.
1: My all right. The so creations evolved are so interesting. This is this is my my This you're cynical. You don't take things the oh, I am own cynical merit. at the best of times. Um but for this, I kind of feel like uh, this universe feels as though it's it's Almost oversaturated And I mean Anyone that was worried About the Batman MCU or DC? The, univ- D- the universe DC. of the movie That hasn't been made For, for Batman in general Like I, I my, my We need more Batman In my opinion <laughs> you, Yeah this is my problem I don't need more Batman And, uh, and, and even off the Off spurts, Offsperts? Isn't even yeah. a word. Stick with offsprings. Offshoots that are, that are happening <laughs> now. Like, um, well, didn't didn't it just eye. have like the, Didn't Pennyworth just, just come out now? Yeah. Like that's that's a, that's you an actual CW, thing now. That's CW. That's, but I mean, it's, it's all like it's 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 just like it's it's Pennyworth is amazing. has a six-season really? deal. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Fuck you. <That's laughs> I d- I don't think even the studio that made Pennyworth has seen Pennyworth.
1: But like this we, is produced we we by have Matt that. Reeves, it, it wasn't, isn't it called Gotham? Isn't that pretty much what you're describing? Um, so. Gotham
2: like. is a series that got made. Um it was alternatively really bad and boring and melodramatic and soap opery and also kind of insanely over the top and fun. Mm. Um it actually did a lot of really interesting things with the kind of the Batman mythos. Um, this, however, I assume is coming from a much different place. And uh, without having any further details on what I've just run through, whether or not um, Jeffrey Wright's Jim Gordon is going to be involved or Batman will be any kind of a presence, mm. there is really fertile ground here in a very specific way, which is the GCPD comic book, which was kind of a long running series um, of just kind of a police procedural crime comic um, that just happened to be set in Gotham. Um, and it was terrific. It was so, so good. Uh, and I am completely on your side in that Batman is overrepresented in culture. Um, I am I'm not a you, just Bat fan, just because of that specifically. Um, but I think something could be done with this, and if this movie is good, and they're able to kind of tie them together, and the involvement of Matt Reeves specifically, I think could lead to that. I think we, this could be something really, you I know, think the fair, Virgin DC
1: play, where you know it
0: it could be good. More of a concern for me with this than any of that, because I think we can do something cool like that with the right people at the helm is like in this, in this post black lives matter era, you know, even Andy Sandberg was talking about it with Brooklyn nine, nine. How do you do like a police procedural thing? Like you have to be very, very conscious of what's going on in the zeitgeist. So yeah. if you, if you, you like any like marketing do, than
1: anything else.
0: No, definitely not. The piece itself. If, if Brooklyn Nine-Nine doesn't do something smart with this next release, they're not going to do it. And I think that's a great move on their behalf because maybe you don't see it, mm. but everyone is talking about how, you know, like you look at the number of deaths in the Hong Kong protests versus the number of deaths in the USA it's crazy. It's crazy. Like the police br- brutality, it's so crazy. And people are talking about it. Like whether you believe it or not, it's happening and
2: people are talking about it and it's in the consciousness, it's yeah. in the zeitgeist. And I've definitely heard about the optics of this series being created right now. Um, and I think in, a, in its favour, if not necessarily tackling that issue head on, which is something they could even do, I mean the series is – heavily rooted in corruption, um, you know, and the police force and Gotham kind of being rotten at the core in certain ways. So I think there's definitely interesting things they could say. If they go yeah. down
0: that path, which obviously they will, you know, it's Gotham, like Batman begins, like there's all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, they've got their tentacles and everything. Um, yeah, that works, you know, that works. But I think they've got to be, you know, they're, they're, they've they're got to be sensitive to, to those things when you're putting that much investment in something. You've got to have like a good yeah, smart take on it. Yeah, from an optic point it. of view,
1: it's, it's, I mean, but by, by the time this actually got released, that's going to be what, at least a year or two from now? Um, so I don't see that as being something that is going to be too... I think this is only, this conversation's impactful. going to be
0: more potent as time goes on. Like, this is obviously like a very, very ag- aggravated sort of like pinpoint of it. Mm. But this conversation is going to continue on for a long time to come. I think everyone's a lot more
2: wanting to have these kind of discussions. I think, um, I agree, Georgie. Well said. I think, just personally, um, I think back to the promise that that quite bad TV show Gotham had before it was ever released. And I just I really do love the idea of the kind of feet on the ground regular people trying to make this nightmarish city work and having these, you know, freak of the week supervillain characters pop in here and there and maybe every now and then you will see a bit of Batman, whether that's actually Robert Pattinson coming in for a cameo or I mean Agents of Shield got Samuel L. Jackson a couple times, so anything could happen. But um
1: and it's HBO, so HBO they, Max they can pull.
2: Yeah, and and HBO Max, they're really going all in on DC at the moment, and I think that's really interesting and really exciting because um, the DC they can get it right, exactly. The DC properties are so scattered all over the place right now in terms of what's going on. You know, the 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 C the CW universe, which I've dabbled with, so have you, Connor. It's mostly quite bad, but they have created a situation wherein there is a live-action multiverse in which all of these properties do kind of coexist. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just find it kind of exciting because I'm in <laughs> DC Universe mode right now.
1: Yeah, no, and 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 they're all like fair points. I guess what I come back to is this: I'm, I'm tired of Gotham. Like, I, I just feel like there's, there's so much, even if you were to stick with the DC, there's so much to do in the DC that I don't need another bat Themed property. I just feel as though that is sucking the very soul out of the character. Like, just it—it it feels so money grubby, like I, to me. Yes,
2: yeah. So and let's that's, just do that's, another
1: thing that's gonna make us money. Oh, that's a—that's
2: a big part of this. HBO is a burgeoning. HBO Max is a burgeoning service. They need to get eyeballs and subscriptions. Yeah. So that's definitely at the core of this. But um, I guess what well, I think the the final word just has to be. Let's wait and see what the Batman is like before we can really decide if we're excited for more of that.
1: And I had the same criticisms of the Joker. Um, And, you know. It's just Joker. uh, Whatever. (laughs) Sorry, it's my running fingers. Uh, (laughs) Do it every time you say it. Um, And and that turned out to be a really good film. Depending on who you ask. Yeah. All of us loved it. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I I still think it didn't have to be. Set in Gotham or anything like that. I think it would have been a perfectly good film just on its own merit. Um, But, you know, maybe they'll do the same thing with the Batman.
2: Quickly, can you think of a title for that movie if it wasn't DC branded with any Batman characters?
1: Uh, Not off the top of my head.
2: Well, then you have failed, sir. The Clown. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Clowning around. We're living in a society. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. Well, next up, I don't think any of us have watched the trailer for Halloween Kills.
1: That's the next one? That's the next one. No, we just didn't do that, so let's go.
2: Should, should we watch it live? Do a little yeah, live commentary not? on it? Um, let's all start it at the same time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's see if we can do it. Is that how we're going to try and do I'm, this? I'm, I'm going to do
2: it. <clears throat> yes, yes. I'm talking. We're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: no! <it's> <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is this is feeling very ambitious and and not very practical. Yeah. All right. So, if what I, do you guys think of the Halloween honest.
2: Kills trailer? Not having seen it,
1: Halloween um, Kills. who's who's doing the um, who's directing on this one? this one?
2: David Gordon Green again, I assume. This one? I haven't seen it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, this would be a. This seems about right. This is continuing on from where Halloween left off. Yeah, there's Laurie Strode,
2: looking worse for wear. Oh my god! So a bunch of firefighters are heading to a burning house.
1: Is that it? Oh, who's that?
0: Okay, that- Michael Myers is there. That worked out quite
1: well. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we we managed it. I know it was riveting, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, well, well done, guys. I'm, I'm proud of us. Um, proud of me. All, all I can think of <laughs> is, is just how silly that film ended up being. <laughs> the end. There. I love that movie. Yeah, I, 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 I thought did. it was a, fan, you, a fantastic role reversal. More even more. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I never did, said I hated it. Do. Why do you think that any time I can have a crisis you've got hateful little <laughs> eyes? Why do you have little? Why is that a necessary part of that? <laughs> I hate your beady little eyes. <laughs> so I mean, it's
0: going to take place like immediately afterwards. It looks as though, yeah, that's that. That's cool. Like the situation's unfolding. So still. yeah.
2: So generally speaking, you're because the the last one was so successful in being mm. a well, sequel. reboot sequel. Yeah. Um, Re seek. Yeah, yeah. Um, They kind of kind of tied off the franchise in a fantastic way. Do you have any trepidations about them revisiting it again? Most
0: definitely. But I think if anything IT Chapter 2 has told me is that I can compartmentalize this shit. <laughs> like when <laughs> I was a kid, I used to like, eh, the third one's no good. Eh. You know, now I'm just like, life fucks mm. up. And, know, I, you, and I still you, enjoy number and there's one. There's a bump or in the road, enjoy, yeah. yeah. Mm. I can still watch number one and get a massive kick out of it. And I say... See you later, number two. in chapter two. I'm not going to watch you ever again, probably. That's how I, I approach definitely approach things. I, I can almost so if Halloween know. Kills isn't as good or it's a train wreck, mm. I have no problem.
1: I mean, if, if if bad sequels or prequels were wouldn't be the first an time issue. it happened. Yeah, I was going to say know? this franchise is like how how many like Halloween films are there? Like, and the, and there's varying levels of quality and, mm. and the one and all thing that, I will so. say that
0: I think is. The only minor concern here is the fact that I'm pretty sure Halloween 2, the original one in like the 80s, was the situation unfolding still. Mm. So it's exactly the same kind of thing where it's kind of continuing on from where the last last one left off immediately.
2: What I would love is because the last I Halloween... I could be wrong on that. I could be completely wrong on that. The last Halloween was their second attempt at Halloween 2. Yeah, after Rob Zombie. So it'd be awesome if this... Halloween three was terrible. And then they made a new sequel to that last <laughs> one oh. just to make the most convoluted <laughs> movie franchise ever just made.
1: Keep skipping. I'd <laughs> you know what? Why not? If, if there's any fuck franchise it. to do that, this is it. Just yeah. keep trying it until you get it right. Mm. They've already they've already like broken through that seal. Yeah, <laughs> like, just the fuck it. Just be the like, limit now. And then and then you know how with the Star Wars universe you have you have people that say this is how you're meant to watch it Mm. this sequence or all that then the whole debate would be what sequence or what timeline do you watch this in and Mm. like Oh, fuck, I would love that. And
2: then some madman in 100 years will make a new movie that makes them all canon somehow and yeah, they all yeah, weave yeah. into each other.
1: <laughs> like a like an Endgame-esque time
2: <laughs> travel style. Halloween Endgame where the characters are just travelling through <laughs> each different Halloween <laughs> continuity. Yes! Oh, my God. Collecting Michael Myers masks.
0: <laughs> yes. And
2: none of the time travel makes any sense whatsoever. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm pumped. Let's wait and see. I'm um and finally, in the most exciting news of the week, um, Tron three is happening starring
1: Jared Leto. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming.
2: No, who, so who it's was, like they took a really tron. They took a really unlikable franchise and a really unlikable star and just bashed them together and hope magic happens.
1: I I got it. Like I, I really don't mind Tron two.
2: A lot of people really dig it.
0: I think I Jay from Red Letter Media loves Tron two. Mm. I mean he knows exactly why he loves it. Like he he's not kidding himself. Like it's not like a nuanced story or something. No, it's not. Yeah, just loves the atmosphere, loves yeah. the music. The whole thing has just got a cool vibe. Mm. And that guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. The Oblivion guy who's doing Top Gun. Joseph too. Kaczynski. Kaczynski, dude. Kaczynski's got some fucking visual, like
1: yeah,
2: he's got some like mm. detail
0: thing going on that's crazy cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tron Legacy <clears> has some <throat> of the best. And some of the worst visuals ever, but that's not Kaczynski's fault. That's the de-aging on... Um, yeah. Ambition. Jeff Bridges, yeah. yeah. And a couple years too close early. to the sun. <laughs> but but I the, mean, and it kind of works right in the fact that it's a video game. Like yeah, yeah, but not in, not in the... Remember the flashback at the beginning?
1: Yeah. That, that's, that shows oh, him oh, like that, leaving that, the sun yeah. in the real world.
2: It's like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> like, ooh, that's... Yeah. Um,
1: and that was actually... That, that was kind angry. of early days of that de-aging yeah. kind of thing. That was probably one of the first ones I remember watching being like, wow. Yeah. Um,
2: so, the, the Disney rep who kind of announced <laughs> this, he did mention that they really want to get Daft Punk back, of course. Yeah, um, And that they want to get Joseph Kaczynski back as well, which I think nice. would be a cool choice. Um, have either of you guys seen Tron? Yep. I watched it in class one time
0: and I was so weaked out and like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on there. Yeah. I've, um, ne- I've
2: never seen it and I don't think I could. I don't
0: it, think you should watch it, dude. That, no. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> just not, watch the clips. I don't want to do don't that. Even watch, yeah. <laughs> don't even watch the clips. You've seen I'm the honest. life cycle clips, right? Just, yeah. Just, that's it. Yeah. Just Be read done. The, Wikipedia. It's, Skim I, the Wikipedia. I'm
1: glad that I watched it when I was a kid and I was able to kind of absorb it in a more less not, critical way. Yeah. Less critical, <laughs> like more kind of naive, <laughs> wonderfully ignorant way. <laughs> mm. Um, and, and that kind of made me appreciate Tron a little bit. Cause I'm like, Oh, that was, I remember watching that as a kid and like, I get to, you know, um, I, I but even even then like I'm as someone that is probably more happy with Tron 2 than most I was never like oh I really need a Tron 3. Mm. This seems somewhat unnecessary.
2: There um, was an animated series that I believe was in continuity after the second one and they were aiming to make a third I one called Tron Ascension. So, yeah. Um, which just kind of fizzled out. I remember out.
1: hearing about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So there, there must be some level of fan base there. Oh, like, I'm
1: sure there is. N- yeah.
2: More so than even just people who like that kind of second one, but mm-hmm. people who are actually into the lore and stuff. Um, in so much as there is any. I don't feel remember anything like there about be that much lore. I know. Yeah. But, um, Let us know anyone out there if you're really into Tron because clearly we three are not.
1: And in in Tron, not just in terms of like I liked the movies, but that you're really like, I don't know. If Tron is your thing. That is a dope soundtrack though. It it is is amazing. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Uh, Tron 3 coming at you. Who knows when? (laughs) Who the fuck knows? Okay, question of the week. That's coming from me this week. Listeners at home. My question is to you, are you on Movie Book Club Facebook group? <laughs> I'm cheating a bit this week, but we got to grow this thing, man. we got to grow this thing. I want to see everyone that's listening and I see the stats get in there. I saw Nick VD on YouTube because we, we had a couple of weeks where we weren't posting on YouTube. Nick B D, who's a regular listener, shout out to Nick. He said, um, you know, hey, you guys are doing audio. I didn't realize that um you know
1: so just spreading the good word movie book club is out there for you and we have a podcast as well i mean what if we're just doing shameless plugging um i mean the podcast is kind of our main vehicle of yeah getting this I mean, out if there if you're and-
0: listening this far hopefully you're, <laughs> i mean you might be on youtube <laughs> yeah i mean That's yeah, my yeah, point. Yeah. yeah there's a podcast format yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, you- <laughs> we are the podcast yeah, 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 yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah but i mean like you know i don't know yeah so add a comment folks it's a good time
0: we um you know, it's a great place, Movie Book Club, so head on in what there. A, what All a question
2: right. of the week. I liked it. I, I'm in, I want to answer. I'm in the group. Yeah, you are. Okay, that was the question. Yeah. I'm in the group.
1: And I, honestly, I will say to that, I, I absolutely love seeing people's um kind of responses to certain questions. I think it's, it, it just, I, I love it for two reasons. One is like, you're like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. And you kind of totally agree with them. But I also love kind of seeing some of the most bizarre kind of like, uh, questions or, or Recommendations um, Recommendations You're just like Whoa where did this come from yeah. Like how did you even find this yeah. film
2: I um, um, Have to admit something Tell me I hate movie book club Okay <laughs> My um, My My list of movies That I had to watch Has grown from Insurmountable To inconceivable it's, And I'm never gonna get through it
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah Yeah So It's a fair complaint So keep it up Yeah
0: <laughs> Alrighty Movie Book Club, number 12, Julia's Eyes. My pick this week. The reason why I picked this one is I have a very fond memory of this one. Um, I went to see this by myself in Leichhardt Cinema because, you know, nobody, I had no friends and (laughs) my girlfriend at the time didn't, was like, wanted nothing to do. I was like, let's go see. It's on, it was on like, it had two sessions, I remember, because it's a Spanish film, right? Mm. So it was like 8 p.m. on a Thursday and something weird. And I was like, Please, please, can we go? I'm desperate to go see this. I was such a Guillermo del Toro fan at the time, hmm. and I was like, nah, not, not a bar of that. So I went by myself, and um, I had such a great time in this. Uh, and and now to come back to it so many years later, it's it's a very interesting thing, to sort of thing. Like, what what did I love about this? What um, what did you love about this, George? Well, you know. I think what I really love about this film and, and I'd love to hear your guys opinions first, but I think, uh, actually, why don't we go there? Why don't we go there? Let's let I don't want to set anything else up after that. You guys tell me, Um, what did you guys think of Julia's eyes? Because I, I have a lot to talk about here.
1: Yeah. So I, I liked it. (laughs) It's like when you give a, a pitch
2: at work and <laughs> someone says that and your heart oh, just explodes yeah. in your chest. <laughs> like,
0: ah. <laughs> um, but, well, that's kind. Of, to be honest, bro, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, That's exactly how I felt watching the movie. I was like, wow, the pacing of this is really slow. I really want this to get more energetic. I like, went about halfway through. I was like, holy shit, we were only
1: halfway through this. It's the, the last longest, longest
0: two-hour film oh, I've felt in a long time.
1: The last 30 minutes was like, wow. oh, we are really like – yeah there's another 30 minutes. And I this. don't,
0: and I don't ever remember feeling that way mm. when I saw it last time. What I loved about it was the sequences and like this concept of this guy, this incel guy. Um, who's it feels like, ahead of
1: its time. Almost. Yeah. Like, cause this, that didn't enter really the, no, like no one was talking about incels no. or that kind of like really toxic, malevolent, sort of. malevolent, toxic yeah. kind of uh, mentality in, until the last, I'd say about like three or four years. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, good on him for being ahead of the curve, I suppose.
0: So, like, the concept where they sort of... is is sort of this spiritual concept of, like, the darkness that they play with. And there's some funny shit in here where they play with, with this concept that I want to talk about a bit later. But, you know, like, this guy, he has no lights. People can't see him. And he just walks through these crowds. Mm. He walks past people that are
1: actually looking for this guy. I I just love that concept, mm. you know? It It is taking that kind of um, horror... Analogy type thing, um, and just being really literal, very it. literal with it, extremely literal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did kind of love that, and I also thought that the way
0: what, what, what really I remember from this film, I think, I think the strongest part is the in her apartment in sorry, in the guy's apartment at the end, where um, the little girl is there, and she, you know, the whole sequence. The whole film is her basically kind of losing her eyesight to the point where she has this operation. She has the operation and then the sequences after that where you don't see anyone's face. Mm. The way that's
2: all shot, I think that sequencing is really cool. Mm. Yeah. So what really struck me about this movie, and I went in with zero knowledge and no expectations. I did think I was probably watching some kind of ghost story because del Toro is as a, just a producer of this, but he's very fascinated with the supernatural and feel like the other point of comparison I had was, um, the orphanage. Yeah. Um, also produced by him, a Spanish language. Well, I look film. at
0: this in the orphanage, as like a little sort of two piece.
2: Um, but, but what I found really interesting about this and really relevant to me this year is, you know, this is a movie about this, like, um, this psychopathic dude with severe mother issues going around killing pretty women. um, Wait, why is this, with, this so? With uh, <laughs> there's an admission coming, <laughs> yeah. um, with you know, kind of interesting techniques, filmmaking techniques at play, um, just all kind of a slow burn, all really hinging on the suspense. Yeah. Um, is it just felt so extremely uh, Hitchcockian? Yeah. Um, and I've I've been I've mentioned on the show a couple of times. I've been watching through um, Hitchcock's oh, movies. Yeah. One, one, one a week, every week uh, at the cinema that I work. Um, so I could see how this movie could feel um, maybe a bit slow to mm. to some more modernised, eyes, but um, just kind of once I caught on that I felt this was really riffing on, on that sort of thing. And there's like such a specific like homages in parts to it, to stuff like Rear Window yep. um, at the end. Yeah. Um, watching it as like a modern version of one of those was Ooh. really interesting and rewarding.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely much more of a thriller. I was sort of expecting so. more of a horror. I mm. <laughs> mean, um, upon watching it again, it's, it's definitely a sort of, yeah, it's got that Hitchcock, like there's sort of these sort of little sequels, these sort of little mini arcs, like psycho, the main protagonist goes after the first 30 minutes spoilers. And then this whole other story unfolds. Mm. It's kind of like a few of those little sort of chunks to this film um that you know i i i i just thought they could have been just a li- little bit faster in some bits you know let, let's let's get to the meat because when it gets to the meat it's so good mm. like those opening sequences like where she's at the graveside and then she's sort of saying the words and then the the hand on her shoulder mm. oh he's over there and, you know, <laughs> it's fun. it's actually funny watching how that's done because she's it's like funny. doing this really earnest thing someone's yeah. behind her he decides to fuck off and go speak to the gravekeepers over there while she's doing her
2: thing mm. and then this guy turns up you know it's like i don't know how to describe this cuz i don't mean it as an insult but this movie was really earnest um and a little melodramatic a little. and kind of yeah and, <laughs> Very. and, and Kind of funny for it Yeah
1: mm. But not in a bad way At all That, that, <laughs> that ending sequence. It's going for it You know what I mean That like, ending sequence Was very melodic Like this almost Was like a love story Kind of interwoven I was With was like, is, thriller. This what, is
0: this what all Like romantic films Are in Spain Yeah it's That's what like, like, Spanish feels like Oh Dios mio Yeah Like So Yeah 100% that earnestness But it's kind of Gets a bit grating In some parts Like when She seeks having This really long winded um stories about her and her husband and stuff and it's like come on let's show it don't tell it let's mm. go but that's the decision that was made and that's the story that they told and there was obviously a an intent there
2: yeah there was there was for points against it and these aren't actual points against it this is just context for me watching last night um Gretel and Hansel um Osgood Perkins, the director, his stuff is just so pared back and there's just nothing unnecessary and nothing over explained whatsoever. Um so to see something more conventional like this, which is very much um, you know, more of a a mystery suspense story um that gets every every beat is kind of ex- explained. But in its favor, um I, as a as kind of a twisty narrative, um there were many points where I was just inadvertently kind of picking where it might go or what might happen. And I don't feel like it was doing anything either too ridiculous or too stupid or too obvious. Mm. Like all of the plot points felt, you know, suitably engrossing as it went on.
0: Yeah. And that's what I, I think is so strong. The overall direction of this film is very well done. And the sequence is like the rope. The way she walks with her hand on the rope to the other house. Mm. Like there's a lot of cool, fun visual Uh, flash. It reminded
2: me so much of um, Gore Verbinski and David Fincher. Um, The look, And that might just be the kind of greenish filter on it. Yeah, it's got that um, blue
0: filter, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, but I I had such a feeling of um, The Ring, which I kind of just watched this year for the first time. Yeah, 100%. And... Cure for wellness. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. Um and just sort of like Finch's like seven and gone girls. You know when
0: you rub your eyes and you get those sort of crazy colors and whatnot. Like I thought the way the swirliness of how they did her losing her vision kind of it's the closest that I've seen that visual Mm. representation Mm. of that, which is almost impossible to kind of from a
1: concept level, I thought it was really cool. I mean, just speaking about the um the eyesight, I thought the, the visual shots of her losing her eyesight were very effective, but just on a, on a concept and like a mechanism or, or, um, a way of, of kind of progressing the story. And yeah, that's, that's a cool way to do it. Yeah. I I was a bit confused about them going like, she's blind. She's not blind. She's blind. She's not blind type thing. I was like, yeah, this seems a bit like, I'm I'm no
2: and I don't know about the veracity (laughs) of blindness attacks, but, um, you go with it. It's, it's introduced yeah. very early in the movie. And also,
0: what's the, hus- did the husband cheat in the end or?
1: No. Well, I mean, you don't know, but like the, 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 the
2: I don't, the I don't think so at all. But yeah. one
1: of the things that I thought was a bit strange and, and I wanted to hear what you guys thought about this, that the the old blind woman yeah. that turned out to not be blind, that whole sequence in all honesty Felt so unnecessarily gotcha Yeah (laughs) Like he's actually his son Uh, Okay I guess Mm. And then like she's actually not blind Okay I guess Like why And this main character is actually an actress Playing this character It's like
2: (laughs) yeah okay sure
0: I like the concept of that This is you know you're a product of your environment You know you sort of like the reason why the way he is is because he had, you know, his parents were abusive. I suppose. But then in terms of the context of the story, it's just another little sentence too long. You know, it's Mm. like Mm. that extra bit of fat that you didn't necessarily Mm. need. And it was
1: only brought up by this idea that like she had the son and like that he left her. And it was, there was no particular kind of like, yeah, it was like, it didn't feel uh, as though. And then she turned out to be like, she went from zero to a hundred, like she was like old sweet lady to evil, you know, witch. Yeah, out of nowhere, I'm with of no that. real kind <laughs> of like. Yeah, there was
2: no kind of like kicker to it, was there? I think it was all worth, <laughs> it was all worth it for like the injection in the eyeball that. Um, you, wasn't Charlie even
1: I, that gnarly, if I'm honest.
2: I, no, but I thought it was really well done. Like, oh, it looked I was like, that looks great from a
1: technical point of view. Yeah, yeah,
2: and I think that alone, like, it didn't need to be gory or anything. I just yeah. think that alone in it's this scary. this kind of. Um, you know not over the top world not well in yeah. some ways it was but um i like that that is effective and then of course you've got the um i thought this this killer was like just really lame and i thought that suited the character cuz like you said incel like kind of a loser, like he was struggled at climbing over a van, and he got taken down by a, a little knife to the leg. But oh, uh, also, but, uh, but he, also that. he also had
1: the superpower to just like stab a girl through that's the head into the wall. That's literally what I was about to yeah. say. I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god, is it like oh th- it is a supernatural film? That like he's f- apparently in- oh, I didn't think, invisible." I it. Slash,
0: I'm like that. That's that. That's fine. That, that, he can yeah. do that now. That- bit where he takes the knife out and the body just slumps down. Mm. I was like, wow, that was perfectly done. I li- yeah. That whole sequence mm. I thought was fantastic. Perfectly done. I awesome. love the reveal of her in the yeah. wall.
1: Awesome concept of like her, like playing that she's yep. blind and that. Um, but like, yeah, I just, that. Um, and how she fell in love with Yvonne. In like a week. Know.
0: It's like okay, yeah, yeah
1: forget my dead husband Por you are now my... why, yeah, so... why are we Russian now what <laughs> yeah. <happened? laughs> yeah that that
2: whole that whole segment was maybe this is my fault as a viewer but i just found it distracting because you you'd seen the the nurse ivan um earlier at the hospital yeah. and then it's going through this whole segment and he's the main character in it i've kind of picked on Picked up later on that they weren't showing any faces whatsoever, but it seemed so clear that they weren't showing his face, which yeah. is obviously for a very strong reason. Um so I was just like thinking, I, I couldn't get too swept up in it because I'm like, what's the reveal? What's coming? <laughs> yeah. But um it, it was it was good stuff.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, like towards the end where I, I literally was like, bah. When um, mm. the the police, he's like in the corner of the room at the end with the flashlights. And the police yeah. are like, no, <laughs> "Look at me!" And I'm like, "Okay, listen, this is a cool
2: concept, but fucking tighten it up a little bit, man. Like, Jesus Christ, like,
1: <laughs> fucking hell!" Well,
2: like- I, I was thinking that, and and this is much less egregious because it totally makes sense. But the the first person of him leaving the the restaurant or the hotel or whatever, I it love is, that sequence. And when all they're all coming in and he just like walks by them. I, I don't know why it occurred to me Because it makes sense That he'd be just, just be able to leave But just the way it was presented Like he felt Like You could clearly say You're in the point of view Of a killer And everyone's just like Walking right by him
0: Wait yeah. So what do you mean?
2: I, I don't know It just stood out so much I'm like I bet he's gonna go out And be, he's just gonna walk past everyone right, And yeah, then he yeah. did I'm like
0: I guess it means, makes sense Yeah I like I like that But mm. you know That last bit Where they're like Oh wait
1: and he's yeah. it's he's
0: fucking there,
1: dude but yeah I, I i i don't want to hop on because we, we already have addressed this but like the inconsistency of his powers slash his relative ability to do things yeah. seems like all over the place like totally when he was like when he was running down cool uh cool sequence um uh, as he's running down the corridor and the lights are just yeah, like yeah, yeah following him and stuff and then she corners him and he there's there's no kind of indication that he's like this dangerous, you know, stalker type thing. But you know, in certain scenes, he's like when they're in the apartment and she realizes, or he realizes that she can see. Yeah, I was like, well, I don't know, knock the dude out, like do something. Like,
0: yeah, I was like, throw the <clears throat> boiling water
2: on his face. Yeah, like oh, it's like and it's, smash his brains in with what's the happening kettle. right now. Like, like that's my plan. That's my plan. Use that is good. it. I was just so happy it didn't go down the route of him drinking the tea that she switched. Yeah, Cause I'm like that. Like, why would it didn't happen? So it's yeah. nothing to complain about. But it, I'm like, why would he drink tea at all in this situation where you have one poison tea? And one. Yeah, you know, why, why take the risk? Things, it's like <laughs> just don't drink it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't. So I thought that was really cool. Now all I'm thinking about is um, Emperor's New Groove with the poison, the poison for Cusco, Cusco's poison. But I think what was well, I guess
0: what is interesting to me about this film is, you know, at that time in, in, you know, 2010, when this came out, this, we weren't, we, we didn't have Netflix, you know, I couldn't just kind of just consume this material. Like I couldn't just go download Julia's eyes online. Like I had to go to the cinema and get it. And that made it that much more special, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think like with how consumable everything is these days, you know, the film's strength, you know, there's something about, you know, the kid that lived in the little town that had the little record store they had to go to. And they, you know,
1: there's, there's some sort of, it's I have some sort of romanticism like, yeah. about
0: that I, I mean, as and, I get older.
1: And you lose something, right? Yeah. Like I think to, to further the analogy with music, you get a lot of singles now, like really quick digestible um, single pieces of music. Whereas, you know, I, you obviously still have albums today, mm-hmm. But it used to be a lot more about making an album yep. and presenting an album. And like, well, um, yeah, you've
2: got those albums from your childhood when you would only get a couple that you hear the end of one song. And, and you know, in my mind, I can hear the next song starting. Yeah. yeah but exactly. before I remember, I'm on Shuffle on Apple Music and I'm just like, oh, I'm just into a different band now.
1: Yeah. And, and so I, I do get what you're saying. Like, the, the experience is different, the, mm. the appreciation is different. And there's lots of movies that I'll watch on my TV and think, meh. But if I see it on the big screen, I'm like, holy shit, that was amazing, and vice versa. Yeah. Um,
0: so this is kind of almost like a reflection on that, and also, you know, this film wasn't as good as I remembered it. Like, I think we've actually had a really good discussion because there is so much strength in this film. Mm. It's just like the fat around it needs to be trimmed up, and it definitely feels like a first feature
1: kind of thing. Mm. And and you know what? For a <clears throat> a cool little um, thriller horror, huh? it's 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 not a waste of time. Like it does feel long film. though, doesn't it?
2: It does. It does feel very long for a two-hour film. I wasn't too bothered by that. I okay. I quite like this. It's not so much my genre. Um, I I could really I like watching this. I could really understand this as a George movie because it you know reminded me of those other things I've mentioned. Those kind of more like serial killer movies and stuff, yep. or like um even Girl with a Dragon Tattoo or yep, something. Totally more of those thriller things. Um. I I wasn't disappointed that you know that opening scene seemed so supernatural when she like shines the light in the corner or the lightning flashes and there's no one there. Yeah. Um, but I I caught on very quickly and naturally that that wasn't what was happening here. But um, a, as it is, I really think it's quite strong and and polished. Yeah. Cool stuff. Glad you guys had an enjoyment there. Mr. director hasn't um directed a movie since then. I don't think so. Mm, I think this is his second feature. I I just quickly googled him before. I think he's like a TV Broke guy. Him. Broke him This really well-reviewed movie <laughs> Just fucking broke <laughs> him It fucking ended no, honestly,
0: man Like, I'm just doing A little video clip For my band That's coming out next week And it's it's a fucking There's a lot of work involved mm. Like, and that's a two-minute video mm. Can you imagine doing this? No Like, boof
2: <laughs>
0: um, So Movie Book Club next week Is by the fans Yeah for
1: By the, the fans. fans For the fans And, and we uh, We're in the Rather unique situation Where there's a dead heat Yeah, but I think, I think, is it a
0: dead heat? Because we got to remove our votes, right? Do we? Yeah, well, do we? We're part of the group too. Well, absolutely. We have the (laughs) the most say in this because we have to watch (laughs) it. And you get a week where you get to say, you know what (laughs) I mean?
2: We've, we've discussed, we've discussed, I, listen, it. We've discussed it a solution way. to
1: this situation And I
2: yeah, feel already like know. you're going off book now
1: <laughs> Yeah, we already know what the I'm solution is I'm happy to do a double feature Yeah, so we, we've decided that we would do a double feature we got tied cool. tied
2: votes for uh, each of the two top films So yeah. I suggested we watch both Perfect I think we're happy with that Cool, so, so we're watching Starship Troopers Paul Verhoeven And we've got Sorry to Bother You Someone
1: else I think that we should um, I mean, this is for a future episode I'm just throwing it out there We should do a double feature But that one that is like designed to be a double future. Mm. i mean that'd be really cool to you like...
2: guys have no idea every single week i want to suggest at least two movies that are relevant to the to one other, i yeah. pick yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i, I like, tried to withhold Well hopefully that's where <laughs>
2: movie
0: book club gets to it's like here's the main reading and here's the here's the prescribed <laughs> reading yeah. here's credit the
1: reading. additional the yeah, supplemental yeah. materials
2: reading. <laughs> i did that with florida project yeah, yeah I, that's true you did actually. yeah uh tangerine i said Fair watch flight. florida yeah. project as well yeah. but that's true. No We've well, we got some Verhoeven,
0: me. so you can go back to some Verhoeven, and sorry to bother you. I, I'm not sure what that, that person's done there. But okay, listen, yeah. I'm pumped to see that movie. You saw it. said it was very good. So mm. excited. Yeah,
2: I cannot wait to hear what you guys think of it.
0: Yeah, I'm keen. Double feature. Double feature. Stay cool, everyone. It's been a pleasure. See you later, Connor. Any final thoughts? <laughs> no, that any should just about do it. <laughs> any Catch final pro- proclamations, Benny? I like Turtles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, the new Turtles comic looks cool. Huh? That new Turtles comic looks cool. Which one? The Ronin? Where it's like the three of them have died and there's the one left.
2: Jesus, I'm going to have to look I this up. I tagged you in <laughs> this.
0: What? When? Prove this to me. I tagged you in it. All right. We'll 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 discuss this off mic. All right. Find out the next time if I did tag him.
2: <laughs> All right. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>